What is up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of See the Floor Podcast. You're here with the brothers, your boy K Malone. Ryan Wilson. Got a good episode for y'all. You ready, brother? Let's get it. Welcome in, everybody. Another episode. See the floor podcast. Here with your boys, K Malone. Ryan Wilson. Back at it again. We love getting to do this every week. This content coming crazy. Getting kind of good, huh? Yeah, not bad. Not bad. We appreciate all the feedback, all the love. You know, keep showing us love. We're going to keep doing what we do. For sure. Man, the episode we've been talking about for a long time, uh, covering something a little different. The WNBA, you know, we, t- we talk about basketball, we talk about sports on this podcast, and I mean, it wouldn't be right not to show the ladies, you know, some love and, you know, they, we're going to get into that, but like, it's crazy. The WNBA players are really like that. Don't sleep. Yeah. So, you know, you walk in your gym and you see a lady working, don't assume that she won't give you a bucket because there's a good chance if there's a girl in the gym working, working how you're working, she can go. I think that has a lot to do with the increase of the uh, intensity of the game, the level of play, because females aren't afraid to hop on the court with men now. Oh, no, not at all. And it's great to see, you know, I, there's a many girls that have, you know, jumped in a pickup game and, you know, they hold their own, more than hold their own. But the um, important thing for WNBA, their season is, you know, in full swing right now. They are uh, created their own bubble in Orlando as well. Um, they've taken over IMG Academy. Uh, for those that don't know, IMG Academy is a uh, preparatory school that is a absolutely beautiful campus. Um, a school I thought about attending when I was in high school has plenty of courts, um, plenty of accommodations, you know, for the ladies to be able to have for them different than the NBA, a full condensed season as an NBA was, you know, going into their restart. So for them, this is a chance to have a full season in the bubble. Uh, for these, you know, ladies to get paid and, you know, do what they do, but be able to do it safe. And, you know, they're, they're, it's in full swing. Games are on ESPN, just like, the you know, guys' games are. And, uh, you know, obviously they're more in the front end of their season. Um, obviously NBA is in tail end. So obviously they're going to get a little more love. Playoffs is something different. But uh, I'm definitely excited when um, the ladies start to get to the end of their season in the playoffs and, you know, it really starts picking up. Who are some of your uh... – Players that you watch? Oh, man. Okay. So, definitely one of my favorite players, Skylar Diggins. Skylar Diggins-Smith, sorry. You know, she she made a real report. Don't give me that look. Yes, I always had a crush on Skylar, so I got to say Skylar. That's, that's why you watch her. Yeah, you, you know. And she was here in Dallas playing, representing for the Dallas Wings. You know, now she's in Phoenix doing her thing. Uh, I always love uh, Diana Taurasi. She can shoot that thing. That's my girl. I know. You You love Tarasi. You, you, you got a thing for that one. Man. Um, man, the uh, Kennedy Carter out of uh, Texas A&M, that's a rookie who just got drafted in the fourth overall. She's she's a bucket. She's a dog, you know, and she just really goes at it. And, you know, if you get a chance to watch her play, you'll see exactly what she's talking about. Um, Cabby Pondexter, I'm sad she's retired. She used to give dudes buckets. She go play pickup runs with dudes in the summer. Um, there's a lot of girls. Uh, Kelsey Plum, love Kelsey Plum from Washington. Sad she's hurt, tore Achilles. Mm-hmm. Uh, really love that Vegas has a team. 
So uh, there's a there's a lot of girls I like watching. Like I have no problem sitting down and just watching a game. Like I mean, I can sit down and watch my lunch eat and have that going and you know be locked in. You know for you know one of their games. Yeah, who who you like? I know you like Tarasi. Who you like? Yeah, Tarasi. You know, you know my other girl Deladonna. Oh oh, I forgot. Yeah. Uh, I like I like uh Kennedy Carter, Kelsey Mitchell. Mm-hmm. She can go. Uh, who else? Ooh, uh, girl from the wings, uh, Arika Ungumbawale. Uh, mm-hmm. She's nice because she works out like in the area, so and she's she's tough. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty much it. That was on Tarasi, Kelsey, Kennedy, of course, Sue Bird. Oh yeah, Clinton Sue Bird is a legend. Respect. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, for us, like, naming off a lot of these players, this comes from just because the popularity of the game is just, you know, more popular. Um, and really, you know, taking a step back from the WBA, it really starts because, I mean, women's college basketball is elite. It's tough. Like, I mean, when I was in school, I loved going to go watch the girls play. You know, um, it was great that when Wichita State moved to the American. I'm sad that first year, though, the way they do the conference games – we didn't get UConn coming to our place because in the American, they take the top projected top six teams and they play a home and home and everybody else just has to split between either play somebody away or they you get them at home. So, yeah, that's tragic. Because <laughs> going to UConn is crazy, but bringing UConn to Wichita, that'd probably be. Oh, that was going to be a sellout. I, I, I promise you, everybody, as much as people were anticipating us, Everybody was anticipating getting to see the Wichita State women's team play UConn and Gina Ariama coming to Wichita. And yeah. I would, we was going to have to sneak in and figure out a way. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, the college game is exciting. You get, you know, um, individuals like Sabrina Inescu who, you know, are out there getting triple doubles, doing things that some of the guys, you know, aren't doing on a regular basis, kind of bringing popularity to the game. And then just obviously, you know, for people that really love basketball, you – you you see what's going on in the WNBA and that it's really getting popular and it's hopefully starting to gain that traction that it rightfully deserves. Why do you think it is that people don't watch women's basketball? I would say people don't think it's exciting, you know, and I think that's the thing that kind of sucks for me because it is exciting just because you're not getting as many oops and dunks. You're still getting the same thing. There's a lot of these young ladies who who can shoot from a distance like Steph Curry some of them are a lot of the guards are great ball handlers. The passing is exceptional. It's just an acquired taste. I mean, if if you only watch basketball for dunks and threes and you know oohs and ahs and step backs like James Harden, are you really a fan of basketball? That, that's just pure entertainment. Yeah, but essentially, ba- women's basketball is better basketball. Yeah, for sure. Like it's real life basketball. Yeah, X's and O's. Yeah. And the thing is, they're playing less games, so they're playing harder consistently throughout the season. The NBA guys, you know, they're, they're asked to play 82 games, which is a lot of games. Granted, they can handle it. The women could handle it, too, if they allow them to play more games. Right. Um, but, the, I mean, that's just the reality. I mean, if you ask your casual fan on the street, they're going to say they, they, they just don't like it or they don't know enough players. Um, and that's one of the things, obviously, that, you know, we want to touch on is just kind of the markability or just the presence of, the you know WNBA players you know um, you know you mentioned some of them are not as popular as per se like our women's soccer team you know and no, and and those individuals yeah so I mean and granted Sue Bird 
is is dating Megan Rapinoe, the face of you know women's soccer. So you would think that are would they, go hand in hand. Are they dating or are they married? Are they? I'm not sure if they're. I, I thought they was married. They might be, but I don't know. They're together regardless. They're a power right. couple. Yeah, definitely. So, but it's just one of those things that you know. I hope that uh, people can see that um, a lot of the WNBA players are very marketable. Uh, Candace Parker, she commentates on TNT. She does the game. She she's on NBA TV. Um, Aneka Bumake is on ESPN. Like co- like not just doing like women's basketball. I mean, she's covering like you know ESPN pregame for NBA games on ESPN like during the daytime, like doing their segments. I mean, so a lot of these ladies are very marketable and you can market them the same way that you market any other female, you know, whether it's for, you know, clothes or or swimwear or, you know, anything that you put somebody's face on, they're just as marketable. Definitely, definitely. So I want to see the progression of that the same way we see the progression of players. You know, I know one of your things you talked about is, you know, you saw Brittany Griner up close, you know, being with Epe at Baylor and, you know, seeing her just. Superstar. Man, but talk about like the, the give way, people inside the what how she was at Baylor. I mean, she just carried she carries herself. I mean, she know who she she knows who she is basically. She carries herself like a superstar, which she is, and she I mean she's carried herself like that from jump. Yeah, just walking around Baylor with Epp. She was really big man on campus. Definitely, like you couldn't tell her nothing. But I mean, I respect it. I loved it. I got a real kick out of it so yeah and i, I, I don't want to put you know business out there but she, yeah she, she was, was a, she was a fool for sure <laughs> and, and obviously in the league she's been dominant you know she's brought a lot of excitement because she's six eight she's very athletic she's very skilled she gets dunks is what people want to see you know she's had some off the court uh issues blunders but you know that's part of it you know what i'm saying but just individuals like that you know once in a generational talent's you know, those don't come around often. So that's one of those things where, you know, how people take advantage of getting to see, you know, a woman that's that athletic, you know, is dunking in games for sure. Yeah. I mean, I like her, but I kind of dissect her game a little differently. I think she's limited, honestly. But, I mean. Yeah. she Is she just a great She's really no. great at the things she does, mm-hmm. which makes her a great player, but she is limited. So I mean, because yeah, players like Maya Moore, who are, I mean, all around just bucket getters. You know, Candace Parker, what she can do. Yeah. Um, uh, Liz Cambage, that's it now. You know, with uh, Las Vegas. I mean, there's a lot of players that uh, that are uh, women over six foot, six foot one, six foot three that really you know are special and do what essentially our six nine, six ten Kevin Durant's in you know league do. Yeah, I, I mean, I think there are some more skilled. Bigs in the league. Oh yeah. First but, of all, Brianna Stewart is the oh from, you know, UConn is is a factory. So yeah, yeah. Stewie is a bucket, but she's young too. So oh yeah, she has time to evolve. Definitely. Uh, one of the big things, you know, touching on WNBA for them, you know, we've been kind of talking about how talented they are, but one of the things that's been kind of sad is they haven't been adequately paid and. Going into this season, this year, earlier in the year for 2020, they were able to work out a new CBA, which is a collective bargaining agreement to get them paid more because they were drastically underpaid. And for kind of the growing visibility of the game, um, it definitely wasn't the, the revenue that the players are seeing that wasn't matching up. So, you know, with those numbers now, 
uh, a maximum salary for a WNBA player could be potentially two hundred fifteen thousand, and then up to three hundred thousand with marketing agreements with through the WNBA. However, they do that, and then possibly up to five hundred thousand for your top players for you know accolades, All Star, you know All First Team, you know MVP, you know Finals MVP, things like that. But just to put in comparison, five hundred thousand for one season pales in comparison to what the top guys in the NBA are getting. You know, you're talking about Stephen Curry getting two hundred plus million over six years, Russell Russell Westbrook getting two hundred plus over you know four years, LeBron James one sixty eight over four years. So um, just with those numbers in comparison, you know, when people say, "Oh, that mean they're millionaires," blah, 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 like you know how long it it takes, you know, to what what rookies in the NBA see in one year is what it takes some of these young ladies, you know, four and five years to get. Yeah, yeah. the rookie minimum is eight hundred thirty some thousand, I believe. It's a tough pill to swallow because it's like, yeah, they they got an increase, but it's like still in comparison to the men's league, it's like crumbs. Yeah, I hate to say it, but it's like crumbs. Yeah. And and we talked about it off air too. The the other thing is for women's sports, they might be what second and third in line behind like our national team women's soccer, possibly even our, just our women's soccer league, the USSWL, whatever it's called, and then maybe like MMA women fighters. Like it's you know what I mean. Like yeah. It's kind of not. It's not sad. It just it's just reality of what it is. Yeah, I mean, because those sports probably, are just more popular in terms of viewers. You know, wanting to watch women. Yeah, yeah. Because the revenue, the revenue isn't isn't there. Mm. But I mean, that comes with time, I guess. As their popularity grows, hopefully, their revenue will grow. Now, I ask you though, like you know, take the bias out of it as out of being a hooper, and you know, if you're just a casual sports fan, like what what's Tell me the first thing you would tune into, like women wise. Would it be women's soccer? Would it be softball? Would it be women's volleyball? Would it oh, be it's basketball? Softball for sure. Oh, you like softball like that? I'm from Oklahoma. Oh yeah. So you know, OU softball is real deal, Holyfield. Okay, you're, you're treading lightly. Tell people what really OU softball is really like. What you mean? I'm talking because I don't a powerhouse. I know. I mean, they're national. You, I'm saying you, you weren't paying enough respect. I, I thought I was. It's a powerhouse. There, I mean, you can't mess with OU softball. Period. Yeah, like it's like I'm trying to think comparison. I mean, it'd be like Duke. Honestly, has women's basketball ever been good at OU? Uh, I think so. I think they were best when the um, twins were there. What were their names? Uh, the Paris twins. Yeah, the Paris twins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they was called then for sure. And then, you know, one of the things that it's been great to see in terms of the popularity is like how like the NBA guys have supported, you know, for anybody that, you know, keeps up with, you know, their favorite players on Instagram or whatnot. Like you can see the guys wearing the orange hoodies, you know, to show their support. Yeah, yeah. I I think uh, I'm not for sure, but I would say LeBron kicked that off. LeBron kind of doing an inclusion. You don't think so? Uh, Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah. My bad. Disrespectful. Kobe, it, that was. He kind of passed the torch. You're right. Yeah. It can, it's so sad to bring it up. But, like, one of the best things that Kobe was doing was taking um, his daughter, Gigi. And I know everybody that's, you know, kept up with, you know, sports and saw about Kobe. Like, what, 
how he felt about women's basketball in general, you know, coaching his daughter, Gianna's uh, Mamba team, also the kind of feedback that he was giving to the women's players in terms of athletes like Sabrina Nescu and some of the UConn players, Nafisa Collier, and just uh, as much as NBA guys want to reach out and help and get, you know, his tutelage, he would, to me, it seemed like offer it more to the women. You know, I think the NBA guys, he would let them come to him, but the, the, you know, college girls and WMA girls, I think he would step forward and offer his help because I just think it meant that much to him. Yeah. I feel like he, he didn't see sex. He didn't see, Mm -hmm. he just saw an athlete that wanted to learn and get better. Yeah. And I think that's one of the best part of his legacy that he's left is, you know, his whole mantra being a girl dad and, you know, for all the parents out there and, you know, your little girl wants to hoop, encourage it just because, one, it opens the same opportunities that you have, you know, just for anybody like me as a male. You can go to college and get your college paid for um, and go play. There's a chance you can go to the WNBA. There's, you know, um, 12 spots on each WNBA team for 20-plus franchises. There's overseas opportunities. So it's a smaller window, but it's still a window, and that's and that's definitely what you want. You you want that window to be there for sure. And also encourage your girls to get out on the court with the boys. Mm-hmm. It's only going to make them better. Yeah, uh, and, and it's one of those things. I think we're at a point in time where everything going on, that's the last thing that I think anybody's thinking about. It's like, oh, man, I don't want to grow on the court. Like, man, go just enjoy playing basketball because you sports was taken away from us at a point. Yeah. So I'm not telling nobody they can't get on the court with me. Yeah. So, and one of the other things, too, is, um, you know, for the WNBA players, because, like I said, we talked about their salaries a lot of them, basketball is like a full-time, like if it was anybody else's full-time job, like 24-7, 25-8, you know, 300-plus days out of the year because these women, because of the fact they're trying to maximize their talent, a lot of them after the WNBA seasons take their talents and go play overseas. Yeah, it's 365. Yeah. Because, I mean, you got to make up the difference. You def- I mean, and the thing is, the overseas teams actually pay them better, which is, like I said, that's kind of sad. It just. And it ain't taxed. No, tax free. It's all yours. Yep. So, uh, you know, a lot of the higher club um, men's teams, some of these teams I have aspirations of playing for, you know, some of them have women's teams and, you know, they have a chance to bring in um, the WNBA players later into the season and, you know, can have them for four or five months to make, you know, a championship push and, they pay them adequately, you know, so for a lot of these women, they don't get a break. And one of the things about having that new CBA for them, they didn't have maternity leave, which is crazy. You know, like these, That's absolutely absurd. Yeah, women have lives. Like, they want to have kids. Like, uh, NBA players have kids. You know, every other, you know, sport, they have kids and, you know, can do what they do. But, you know, they a lot of these women have to push back having a family, you know. And one of the things is you want to kind of have a family while you have a job that can really support that. And, you know, you're not pressed for money. You have to wonder how they juggle that. Like, you think they bring their families with them when they go overseas? Because I don't I don't know. Like, if I. OK, so if, if you were dating a girl that was playing, like, I mean, would you want to. I, I would assume you would want to travel with her. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I would say I would say they would. I mean, I feel like you know my favorite player, Skylar Diggins. I just you know because I like keep up with her. Like her boyfriend, I bet you do. Okay, her husband. Now he was a football player in Notre Dame, and I don't think he was maybe on the cusp of NBA, um, NFL as a wide receiver. 
And I think he's just kind of does his own thing and really supports her. So, yeah, I mean, now she's don't get me wrong. She's in a different bracket, you know, Puma athlete, whatever endorsement deals, obviously very marketable face. So, she, you know, she has other streams of income, but, um, I, I, feel, mean, I feel like that would help too. You don't see very many endorsement deals. No, it's, it's like you, you have your girls that are Nike, you know, athletes and, you know, Sue Bird's a big Nike athlete. You see her in a lot of just Nike posters, period. Um, Skylar Diggins is Puma, uh, Katie Lou Samus is Puma, then you got Adidas, but, you know, Candace Parker's probably your only one you see Adidas, you know, Maya Moore was Jordan, but the other thing is, the girls got drip. Man. The girls, the WBA got their own league fits. They be coming different. Coming different. So for all you girls out there that's trying to figure out what to throw on and get spicy, better go look at WNBA league fits, WNBA slam, see the drip, stop playing with them. They be swagged out. Man, they have the girls on overseas fits Instagram. Mm Mm-hmm. Shoe game, Ty Young got the she might have she might have top five shoe game, man or female hooper. She got Chris Paul. She got a PJ Tucker type closet. Ty Young, she she probably takes the cake as far as the drip goes. Kelsey Plum got drip. I like her drip. You know, she's Nike athlete. She got drip. Yeah. Um, um uh Ty Young, she just She's, she's, she's the she's woman's as, PJ. She hoops and everything. As cre- I was going to say she's as creative as PJ. Like she will hoop in like Nike Yeezys. She'll hoop in old Kobe's. I'm not even talking about what she hooping. You talking about, talking about the, the pregame fits yeah. and how she just, how she carry herself. Yeah, she got a different swag. Diamond DeShields got a, a tough swag. Uh, it's a shame she on that side of the fence. Hey, man. <laughs> look here. See? She, she cute. She cute too, boy. <laughs> We're not gonna get into the stereotypes of women's basketball, okay? I think people that tune I think everybody knows what's going I, on. Oh no, I wasn't referring to that. I'm just talking about her specifically. Oh. What what everybody else do, I mean, to each his own. Yeah. But the biggest thing is is that's not funny. Don't don't <laughs> that's not funny. The the biggest thing is with all that being said. You see the women on social media, they got the drip, they got the fashion, they're marketable, they're getting paid more. I just hope people tune in more to the games because the whole thing about this whole thing that we're trying to do is just do our part just the same way everybody else is to bring more visibility to the game because, you know, I want to see basketball take off, whether it's in my domain, you know, for overseas and men in the NBA and also for women as well because, um, you know, I got friends that, you know, I made from college that hoop and this is their career. This is like what they do. They put the same time in I do. And, you know, this is you want to have these female role models and athletes so that the younger generation can follow. You know, we talk about a LeBron James and, you know, Kevin Durant and James Harden and Russell Westbrook. Like, you know, at some point you want to have a face for women, you know, from that side that they can really follow. And it's like I would say that's the one thing about the dummy me for sure. Like you can't pinpoint a face. Like who like if you had to pinpoint a face, I mean I know you'd probably say Della Don, but at the same time, is she really like No, I wouldn't say her because she's not really like outspoken like that. Like but that's what I'm saying. Who would be I would say Candace or Sue Bird. 
But do, do enough people know Sue Bird strictly off of like, you know, her being a Nike athlete or hooping? Or do they really know her because she's kind of more of a face for LGBTQT, um, like in her being married or dating Megan Rapino? Because mm. that's an important thing. Like, I mean, I just see her as one of the vets in the, in the mm. uh, league. Like, I would say she's like Chris Paul equivalent. Yeah. In the hoop community, I think everybody knows Sue Bird's kind of the face. She just helped with the CBA, kind of yeah. usher that in. So you talking like who would be there, LeBron? Yeah, I would say like for example, I think a lot of people may know Diana Taurasi. People may know Kreiner. Obviously, you know for whatever reason, Lisa Leslie was very popular. Uh, yeah. Cheryl Swoops was very popular. Like a lot of people know. You know, obviously Nancy Lieberman never playing in the WNBA. That wasn't a thing. You know, her name is still talked about today, Cheryl Miller, you know, so, but it's like, I don't know if we have, for as many talented girls, I like, there hasn't been somebody come along that's just like, yo, oh, 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 okay, I know, I know who that is. Like, you know, to just keep pushing the game forward, you know, for the platform wise. Yeah. But I don't think that has to do with them per se. I think that has to do with publicity. I mean, not very many game, not very many games are televised. Which well, I mean, part of the new CB that they they have more televised games, right? You know, so like, I think that has a lot to do with it. Yeah. So you have to check all the boxes before you can get there. But I mean, I think they have potential people that can be the face. I mean, I, I would say that's the the next biggest thing for the game for them is to you know whether they have to you know crank the machine out and manufacture you know a face or somebody. You know, somebody like I would have said would have been Maya Moore. You know, she's, you know, obviously stepped away from the game because the yeah. impact that she has had, she's using it to um, really push her ministry in terms of faith. And she's also kind of doing some legal stuff to help people with um, that are facing some injustice. And you know, obviously with everything that's going on, she's definitely pushing more towards that. But with her being from UConn, you know, maybe top five greatest UConn player, Obviously, her being Jordan Brand, I mean, I just think the platform that she was on, they've won championships. I think that was elevating her to a different level. And had she still been playing right now, I mean, I think she you could would, push her. Yeah, she for sure be the face. So, and and like I said. You but know, you got to respect what she's doing. Oh, definitely. And, yeah. and for her not playing this season in the past two seasons, I mean, she's she's thinking about something bigger than herself. And that, you know, you can appreciate that. You know, the same way LeBron has tried to create different things you know, for whether it's for himself, the people around him, or for people of his community trying to, you know, create something that other people can benefit off benefit off of, not just himself. Yeah. For sure. I think it'll happen with time because, I mean, they're stepping they're stepping out there more. Like, uh, you know, we talked about on the last episode, you know, the YouTube vlogs that the NBA players have. There's some WNBA players that happen too. Okay, I got to check that out. I ain't checked that out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one I've been watching is uh what's it Isabel Harrison. Who's that? For she plays for Dallas. Oh, for real? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She cute too. Ooh. Oh my! See, that's the thing. <laughs> hey, my bad, my bad. No, but no, nah, she can go too though. No, for real. And, and that's something else we talked about off air. Like, let's be honest. The the women's national soccer team they got some cute faces. Yeah. Alex Morgan is beautiful. Sydney Larue got a huge crush on her. Uh, you know, obviously Hope Solo when she was on the team before, you know, a lot of her off the field issues like 
you know, I feel like there's some really cute WNBA hoopers that put them on a put them in a swimsuit issue. Put them Victoria's Secret. Let's see what they working with. Didn't, didn't they do that? Um, the body issue. Yeah. Uh, I think Skylar was on it before. I must say, I want to say Della Don did it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a few of them. That was a good issue. Yeah. But but we want to see more. Make it, we don't make it all about that though. No, no, no. We want to make no, it no. about their talent. Yeah, and what they bring to the t- bring to the court for sure. So, them being cute is just a plus, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's all good. Hey man, for sure. Hey, whenever y'all can get a chance, check out WNBA League Fix, WNBA Slam. Keep supporting the games. Their games are on. Like I said, guys, I ain't got nothing else to do. Just be happy we have sports. Yeah, but before we go. <laughs> You talked about IMG. Do you feel like they got the short end of the stick compared to? No, they didn't because I don't think that they're put. They put the the girls in the dorms. I've watched the Instagram stories. They're in a hotel. Yeah, but still, like, there's people still walking around campus. No, swear. I've been watching. It... So you saying when like the, like the WBA broadcast, they'll show like you know something outside of like the gym. There's kids walking around on campus. Watch Isabel Harrison's vlog. I'm telling you. Dang, that's kind of messed up. That's what I'm saying. They got the short end of the stick, I feel like. Like, they could have. Okay, they might have, but at least, at least, you know, but the fact they was able to create the bubble. Because you got to remember, MLS has their bubble in Orlando. So, like, whoever whoever decided that that was the best place, obviously, the WBA has come back no test. So, People, you know, yeah. the other leagues need to, you know, take a look at, you know, the whole, you know, from WBA to NBA to MLS, how they've been able to keep the numbers, you know, basically at zero regardless. But, I mean, facility-wise, first of all, IMG has the best weight room facility in the country dang near for a high school. Okay, but they're probably not using that. Like, how do you just – how do you – decipher who's gonna use it i don't know because i that made me out of paid the school money and made sure like we need access to this i mean i'm sure they got access they got a help they got a gatorade health science sports center like they got stuff img got duke money i get that what i'm saying every team's gonna use that same that same weight room that would defeat the purpose okay i don't know i they they might have got the short in the stick but i'm telling you watch that vlog unfortunately they begin shout out isabel harris holla at me uh, <laughs> Make sure you tag her. <laughs> but unfortunately, like what's been going on, which hopefully it's not the case anymore. It seems like it's been getting shorter than a stick, but hopefully not anymore. So we doing our part, ladies. We shouting y'all out. We showing y'all love on our podcast, See the Floor Podcast. Get at your boys, K Malone. You know where to find my Instagram. Be great underscore K A E. Hit your boy up. Witness your moment. Your you are. Follow us on that Twitter. See the floor. Underscore. Yes, sir. Until next time, y'all. We out. See life like you see the floor.